0: Welcome to the Business of Behavior podcast, hosted by Dr. Becca Tagg. We support clinicians who have been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, looking to strengthen their practice to better serve their clients, employees, and themselves. Hello and welcome to the Business of Behavior podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Becca Tag, and this is session 98. It's hard to believe that it's session 98 when I feel like it's been so long and so short of a time all at the same time, which I guess is kind of how life feels sometimes, right? That the days are sometimes long and the years are sometimes short, So today I want to talk a little bit about a new resource coming from the BACB or the Behavior Analyst Certification Board, and it's the RBT Ethics Code 2.0. And um, this is, we're going to not really review the code, but kind of talk about the impact and some suggestions for dissemination and implementation within your organization, So the RBT Ethics Code has been released, and you can access it on uh, the BACB's website, which I will also link in the show notes. And the RBT Ethics Code 2.0 is going to be replacing the initial RBT Ethics Code from 2018, All applicants and certificates are required to adhere to the RBT Ethics Code 2.0 starting January 1, 2022. So that gives us a couple months to prepare. And you might be thinking, well, shit, I'm just trying to get through each day. I'm really not even trying to think about the things that are coming months from now. And those of you who have spent time with me might know what I'm going to say next, which is I gently challenge that. I gently challenge that when we're talking about something as important as ethics that we don't have or that we don't start talking about it like yesterday. Right. So um, if you're interested in learning more about the code specifically, you can go to the BACB's website and read it yourself. And then don't forget that our wonderful BACB has also released their own podcast. And you can listen to Dr. Jim Carr and Dr. Tyra Sellers, who have released a podcast that outlines and reviews this RBT Ethics Code 2.0. So those are available as well as resources. So what I really want to talk about is what do we do with this? right? What do we do with the code of ethics? And while we're going to use the RBT code of ethics 2.0 as an example, I would also encourage this opportunity to kind of pause and look at in what way or in what ways are we um, bringing these uh, professional and ethical compliance code or ethics code to life in our organizations and in our own practices, So one of my recommendations is to give an assignment to your RBTs, have them read the code of ethics, pay them for it. Right. This is this is something that they need to know. And so um, giving the assignment of having them read it. And then how do we check for knowledge? We've got a couple options. Right. Maybe we have a post test. Maybe we have a roundtable, right? Those of you guys that have been with me, guys and gals that have been with me for a little while, you know that we do RBT roundtables. And so one of the things that we're going to do is have a roundtable focused on the code of ethics, where we're going to really review the changes from the first code to the second code or the 2.0 and talk about some examples or illustrations within our own organization and then also talk about what do we do um, if something goes against the code and then also um, open it up for any questions, right? The RBT, I often say it's an entry-level position, but they're not doing entry-level work, And my hope is that we can empower our RBTs to really see themselves as professionals. And having an ethics code, I believe, helps with that, right? An ethics code means that we must be operating ethically. And here's what that looks like. And here's why. Because we are serving vulnerable populations. And in some cases, maybe we are vulnerable, Uh, as RBTs, right? We are receiving supervision services. And so it's both to protect us as the RBT and to protect those that we're serving. And so having a clear understanding of that ethics code can really help us to view us as professionals. And when we feel like we're professionals, we behave like professionals. And that's so important, It's also important that we talk about ethics. This is, you know, one of the other things we do have them printed out and hanging in our staff areas, but they're not just hanging there, right? We talk about them when we make missteps or when things come up. We talk about them. We illuminate that. We use it as a learning opportunity. When we have our RBT roundtables and other stuff comes up, our senior RBTs tie it back to the code, So if people aren't sure what to do, we say, gosh, let's take a look at the code. What does that say about this? We also make sure that we're always talking about ethics. It isn't something to just talk about when things go wrong, right? Wrong, I'm doing air quotes. But when things go against the code or when we're uncertain, ethics should be woven into everything that we do. It helps us be ethical humans and providers. We can only do that when we have an understanding about how to make ethical decisions, right? Because so few things on earth really are black and white. Sometimes that's the story that we tell ourselves where we get stuck is that something is good or bad. It's perfect or shit. It's black or white. So few things are that rigid, that discreet. And having a clear understanding of our code helps us to make better decisions when something doesn't fall in the black or white. And spoiler alert, that's a ton of stuff. I think it's also important to talk about the ethics code. So our um, senior RBTs also talk about um, specific parts of the RBT Code of Ethics during roundtables to be sure that we're always talking about it again, not just when things are going wrong, so that we can use that as a guidepost, right? Sort of our North Star that's guiding us in our decision-making. It would be impossible to have a list of any and everything that could possibly happen, right? So what we have to learn is how to make ethical decisions. And for RBTs, part of that is knowing the RBT Ethics Code 2.0 and our current RBT Ethics Code. But I also think a big part of that is knowing that they don't have to and should not be making many of those decisions alone. That we as an organization at Delmar, that me as a BCBA, that our other BCBAs, that our senior RBTs, that their colleague RBTs, that we are all there and here to help them make those decisions to tact them as we're going through that decision-making process so that they can learn how to do the same and help their colleagues. To make sure that we're clear on what is included in that code of ethics and the guidelines so that if and when something does come up, we can make an ethical decision in that moment. So again, I really think that this RBT ethics code, the 2.0, the previous one from 2018, my ethics code as a psychologist, our behavior analyst ethics code, my ethics code as a prescriber, right? All of these things are important. It's not just paper. It's not just lists of stuff. It's important. It's, it's It's a guideline, right? It's how do I behave ethically with this BCBA hat on, with this RBT hat on, to protect the field, to protect those that I serve, and to be sure that I'm protected from any wrongdoing by someone providing supervision to me or an organization where I work. And that's so important. In talking about the RBT Ethics Code, whether it's the original or 2.0, it's also important, I believe, to talk about those code enforcement procedures, which again are outlined on the BACB's website. But it's important to be sure that individuals know that there are consequences to behavior, right? And this should not be a surprise to us in the field of behavior analysis. We know this. We are free to make our own decisions and we are not free of the consequences of those decisions. You guys have probably heard me say that my mom has always said that the only good decisions are well-informed decisions. So part of our duty is to make sure that our RBTs have the information to make those decisions, so for something that says you are not to have a sexual relationship with the parent of a child for two years post the end of that relationship, you can choose to not follow that. You can choose to follow that. It's important to know what will happen each for each of those choices to help you make that decision. I often tell the staff or humans, I guess. I'm not the thought police, but I kind of am the behavior police, right? So I'm being sort of punchy, but at the clinic, if you have a thought, you have that thought. That's yours. But as soon as we act on it, as soon as we engage in an overt behavior, it is up to me to make sure that it's aligned with our mission, vision, and values. And a big part of that for us at Delmar is behaving ethically. uh, representing our field in a way that we are proud of, protecting the clients and communities we serve, and also protecting the RBTs that we employ to make sure that they're not being taken advantage of or used in any way other than um, what their their job is. So again, we have a great resource coming out or it's been out now from the BACB and it is the RBT Ethics Code 2.0. Goes into effect January 1, 2022. Let's get started now on how we are going to introduce that uh, information to our RBTs. How we're going to implement that ethics code. What types of trainings and ongoing conversations we're going to have around the ethics code. And then remember, as behavior analysts, we want to do what? What? reinforce the behaviors we want to see more of, right? So it's not just about the code enforcement procedures as far as when there's something, somebody's violated the code. Maybe think about in what way and how often are you providing reinforcement for behavior that is aligned with the ethics code? Do we draw attention to it? Do we uh, give praise? Do we draw... um you know, do we give a certificate, a post-it note, a thumbs up? In what way are we acknowledging those who are behaving, excuse me, ethically? Because what we know is behavior goes where reinforcement flows. Let's keep that going. That's, that relates to note completion behaviors. It, it goes with, um, you know, the correct error correction procedures. It also goes with ethical behaviors. So let's not delay. It's July, it's mid-July. We've got a couple months until this new ethical code goes into effect, January 1, 2022. Let's not wait till then. Let's start thinking about how we're going to introduce it using BST, right? That behavior skills training. In what way am I going to introduce this information in a way that... Supports how important it is and is aligned with our mission, vision, and values. And what reinforcement or punishment, right? Whatever consequence strategies we have set up to make sure that we are seeing ethical behavior. So, Again, there is the BACB's website where you can read through the RBT Ethics Code 2.0. There's also the BACB's um, podcast where Dr. Tyra Sellers and Dr. uh, Jim Carr did a podcast session that outlines the code. Um, That could be another option for if you're giving the assignment to RBTs to read the code. Perhaps you could make it a choice, right? I often like a choice. Do you want this or that? Do you want to read the ethics code or do you want to listen to the podcast? Maybe it's both. I don't know. You get to decide as the leaders in your organization. Just like we are encouraging others to get all the information to decide how they want to behave, we get to decide what we want to do and in what way we want to support this rollout. I'd love to hear what you decide. As always, time is one of our most valuable resources because it is so very limited and I hope that when you tune into the Business of Behavior podcast, you are leaving with an idea or thinking about something in a different way that you can then take back and apply, whether it's in your own practice, on your own treatment teams, in your school or your organization or your personal life. All of it's important. I'd love to hear how it goes. If you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to subscribe. Um, That makes sure that you never miss an episode. If you're looking for all 98 of the episodes and you're wondering where they are on Stitcher or iTunes, no need to fret. You can go to www.thebusinessofbehavior.com and all of them are right there along with links to our store for different materials and support documents that we provide. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'm signing off from North Carolina.